Hey, everybody, this is Heidi St. John. Today is Tuesday, January 18th. Thank you so much for joining me at the show today. Today, I'm going to tackle the topic of truth again. I keep getting questions at the podcast asking about uh, some of the issues that we're facing in the culture today. And it is so important, you guys, that we have a commitment to the pursuit of truth. Today, we're going to talk about why it's so important that we not let a lie be our legacy. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. So I have been just so thrilled, you guys. Thank you very much for you know sending your questions to me. If you want to send questions to me, uh, HeidiStJohn.com forward slash mailbox Monday is the way to do that. Or you can leave me a voicemail at anchor.fm forward slash HeidiStJohn forward slash message. And uh, you can leave a 60 second question there. But so many of your questions really have to do with what is the root of truth? How can we know what truth is? And today I'm going to uh, I'm going to actually quote from a whole bunch of things I've been reading on the internet and uh, and some some lessons from the Word of God and I'm going to end with an article that I read from Doctor Swindoll and he's going to give us four ways to reflect the truth. So I'm going to end with those four ways that we can reflect the truth. But as parents, in particular. You guys have heard me say this many, many times. We can't pass on what we don't possess. And so if we want our children to uh, be passionate about the truth, we need to be passionate about the truth. That's why I keep telling you, you're not going to see me with that filthy mask on my face. I know it doesn't work. It's not helping. It's only exacerbating a problem that we have in the culture. And it takes courage. And we talked about courage versus cowardice last week. And we also talked about why it's so important that we recognize truth is not subjective. It's either true or it isn't. And a friend of mine had asked me to do some research for her. Uh, she, she had a very dear friend of hers that was in an accident and lost, uh, lost the use of her legs. And so we were kind of going back and forth about, you know, treatments and just, you know, kind of kibitzing on the phone. Well, I got kind of interested in some of the struggles that my friend's friend was facing. And she sent me an article and she said, man, Heidi, you got to look at this. And so I'm reading the article and they're talking about the importance of looking at paraplegia or quadriplegia through the lens of either a male or a female, that they're, that they're different, that they experience different things emotionally and physically, obviously. So I start to read this article out of a very, very well-known publication. I imagine almost everyone listening to me has seen it on a magazine stand at some point in your grocery store. And I'm reading the article and they're they're talking about uh, a young couple who had gotten married, the husband had gotten in a car accident. And they said, um, bef- they kind of stopped and said, hey, before we go any further, we just want it to be known that we understand that not everyone who has a vagina is a woman and not everyone who has a penis is a man. And I couldn't even keep reading after that because I thought, here we are, unwilling in a medical journal to tell the truth about male and female. Here we are, and we've reached a point in our country, you know, the height of insanity, when we've decided that male and female is no longer a thing. And I read an article in PJ Media called Fauci's Transgender Monkey Experiment Undermines Leftist Gender Theory. You guys have to listen to this, okay? The, the the lie of transgenderism is so insidious and what we're doing to our children is so beyond criminal. And you've heard me say, I think Fauci is beyond criminal. Every time I look at him now, I'm like, I feel like I'm looking into the face of pure 
evil now. And according to Dr. Fauci's National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, uh, there are transgender monkeys, all right? So they paid $205,000 to study transgender monkeys right about the time the Omicron variant of COVID-19 was kind of coming into the United States and people are being hospitalized for it, you know, right? Because science. So when that's happening, what is Fauci doing? Oh, give them $200,000 to study transgender monkeys. Um, According to the original stories, researchers at Fauci's organization paid Scripps Research to study why transgender, quote, women have high rates of HIV infection. This is a passion of Father Fauci. Uh, But it was confusing, right? Because I want to know how these scientists know that monkeys were transgender. Did the monkeys tell them? Did the male monkeys wear dresses? Did they play with traditionally girl toys or something? The author goes on to say, rest assured, the monkeys didn't identify as transgender. It turns out the male monkeys were injected with female hormones. Ding, 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 ding. Yep, you got it. You got the primate equivalent to a transgender woman. But that's confusing, right? So what's, is it a hormone injection that makes somebody transgender? Apparently not. Quote, transgender people have a gender identity or gender expression that differs from the sex they were assigned with at birth, explains Wikipedia. Some transgender people who desire medical assistance to transition from one sex to another identify as transsexual. The author goes on to say, usually I wouldn't recommend relying on Wikipedia, but considering how woke its contributors are, I'm sure they're fully up to speed with the latest accepted definition of what being transgender means. This is another way that you know that something is a lie. So watch what the CDC is doing now with COVID, right? They're going to change what the definition is of a vaccine this ridiculous uh, shot that they're giving you, which clearly doesn't work for very long, it doesn't have the effectiveness of a traditional vaccine. Wait for it because it hasn't been tested like a traditional vaccine would be tested. I wish they would just call it a shot, but instead of calling it a shot and saying, hey, it looks like you're going to need the shot, then you're going to need the booster, then you come back next year and get it again, because let's be honest, the China virus is here to stay. Instead of doing that, they want to change the definition of what a vaccine is. Do you guys see what I'm saying? We, we, we are living under such incredible delusion in this country. We're living under an incredible amount of lies and it is killing us. It's absolutely killing us. Uh, and still, after all of this, I'm going to go back to the article for a second. Uh, according to the LGBT movement, one can be biologically female, have female hormones and anatomy and still be a man. Men, they say, can get pregnant and all that garbage. Activists for this and the woke heterosexuals that have been bullied into believing them argue that being transgender is about gender identity and expression and not a function of what stage of transition you're in. For example, I could choose to identify as a woman. This is a man writing the article. Poof, I'm now transgender. No hormone treatments are required. I could use the women's restroom and the locker rooms or I accuse lesbians of being transphobic for not wanting to date me. I'm a woman, just like Caitlyn Jenner and Rachel Levine. And Amy Schneider. Seriously, you guys, that's all it takes. So the author continues, but I don't want to make 70 cents to the dollar as earned by men, so I'm going to take it back. Poof, now I'm a man. I'm back to being a boring, cisgendered white guy. Seriously, though, monkeys can't be transgender. Humans cannot change their gender. Still, if the National Institute that for allergies and whatever else this is that Father Fauci has is funding studies based on the premise that hormone injections are the magic that makes someone transgender. I imagine there are quite a few activists out there 
who would like to have a word with them. The fact that we are following the advice of a person who is so fundamentally opposed to the pursuit of truth should alarm every person listening to this. It matters that we pursue the truth. I don't have time to go in it today, but I'm going to link back to another article called, uh, I also found in PJ Media, Bombshell Project Veritas Expose poses urgent questions for Fauci and the entire pandemic response. They make very alarming accusations in there about where Fauci came from in the very beginning. And, and uh, it brings into question the whole thing. The absolute, the entire thing, you know, he, he said in the very beginning, right, the masks don't work. And then he was like, well, I was only saying that because I didn't want people to rush out and buy a mask. Liar, 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 pants on fire. We have to have a commitment to truth. And even people who don't, uh, who don't claim to uh, follow God or believe the Bible know that. Do you want the best night's sleep you've ever had in your life? Well, after years of trying almost every brand out there, Jay and I switched to the MyPillow mattress, and we are so glad that we did. The MyPillow mattress is a medium-firm memory foam mattress that offers excellent support and above-average pressure relief and responsiveness. It works well for all sleeping positions and is excellent for anyone suffering from back pain. The MyPillow mattress is made right here in the United States and has a 10-year warranty, a six-month money-back guarantee, and FedEx will deliver it right to your door. It's easy to set up. Just unroll it and watch it come to life. You guys, check it out. See it for yourself for a 60-day trial period. Go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio listener square or call 1-800-447-0541 and use promo code Heidi. MyPillow is made in the USA again, and it comes with a 10-year warranty. So you know it's going to last and it has a 60-day money-back guarantee. So you've got nothing to lose. It's time to start getting the quality sleep we not only want, but we need. Go to MyPillow.com or call 1-800-447-0541 and use promo code Heidi to take advantage of this special offer. That's MyPillow.com, promo code Heidi, H-E-I-D-I, or call 1-800-447-0541. I read an article on reasonandmeaning.com. And this was a philosophy teacher who was teaching uh, ethics. And he said that there are many reasons to revere truth. Along with beauty and goodness, it is one of the great ideas we judge by. It's universally regarded as a virtue. It's something on this planet, at least, that only humans discern. It's necessary to make good decisions about living our lives. It allows us to predict the future and to avoid danger. But there's more. When I started teaching ethics 30 years ago, I learned that truth-telling is one of the only moral imperatives across cultures. Why would that be? Simply put, human communication is pointless unless we assume others will tell the truth. I'm going to say that again. Human communication is pointless unless we assume that others will tell the truth. If I ask you what time it is or for directions to London, I'm assuming you won't lie. If I assume the opposite, there's not much point in asking those questions. Honest exchange is the essence of communication. Everything else is just ignorance or manipulation, which is the entire transgender movement. 
Another problem with lies, ignorance, and the like is that they undermine our rationality and leave us slaves to our passions and keep us groping in the dark when we try to solve problems. Problems are hard to solve when you start with the truth, and they're much harder to solve when you begin with falsehoods. Lies and nonsense will ultimately be our downfall, however temporarily attractive they might be. I spoke at a at a uh, political event not too long ago, talking about this very issue that if all we can do is exchange lies and there is no burden of proof for truth and we can't have an honest exchange, then that's what we're going to be doing. We're going to be slaves to our passions and we're just going to be groping around in the dark and being unable to solve the problems that we so desperately need to solve. Now, you guys know, most of you listening to this uh, are, are believers. And so you understand that the starting place for all of this is a commitment to truth. It's a pursuit of truth. And as I said, you know, yesterday on the show, the very fact that we have removed God from the equation and as human beings, we're, our hearts are going to be prone to worship something, right? And so when we remove God, what do we do? Now we worship what? Government. And you see that being, you know, it's playing out every single day. I read an article, uh, on insight.org, which is basically Pastor Chuck Swindoll's ministry. When I was growing up, I really, I followed him uh, a lot and just loved, I loved his writing, very, very down to earth. And he talks a little bit about truth on his blog. And I'm going to read a little bit of it to you today, uh, an article he wrote back in 2014, and then I'm going to link to it in the show notes today so you guys can get the whole thing. But uh, he says, think about your typical morning. After you roll out of bed, it probably isn't long before you are staring into a mirror. If you're like me, most days your hair looks like an explosion from a mattress factory. Your face resembles one of the seven dwarfs and your breath is, well, let's just be glad mirrors don't reflect odors. Let's say you observe all this, but you do nothing. You ignore all the mess and just leave the house ready to start your day. Unthinkable. For most of us, such a scenario would be a crisis. In reality, we all come before the mirrors to do business. We gaze hard in that painfully honest reflection with the purpose of doing something about what we see. We look for what needs correcting, and we don't leave the house until we change what needs changing. Otherwise, what's the point of looking at a mirror? The same is true of God's word. It's a divine mirror that reflects not our outside, but our inside. And yet, how often do we read the Bible? In effect, quote, you need to pay attention to this area. How often do we read it and say that? Do we then close the book and leave unchanged? The Apostle James used the exact analogy to drive home his point. Quote, don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you are fooling yourselves. James 1.22. So how can we make the needed changes? How do we reflect the truth? I've discovered a major part of the answer in the ancient writings of Ezra the scribe. In the book that bears his name, we read, Ezra had determined to study and obey the law of the Lord and to teach those decrees and regulations to the people of Israel. And in this verse, we find four ways that we can reflect the truth. And again, you guys, I'm going to link back to this if you want to print it out. This is at insight.org. Number one, make a personal commitment. 
According to this verse, Ezra had determined, he set his heart on it. I've never seen anyone make a difference for Christ who didn't begin by making up his or her mind. And so that's where we start, you guys. We need to be serious about our walk with the Lord. Either we want our lives to reflect him or we don't care. It's one or the other. Number two, become a loyal student of the Bible. This is one of the reasons why I'm so passionate about the ministry of MomStrong International, why I founded it uh, several years ago, was to help you make a commitment to being in the Word of God every single day. It is life-changing. And even in this ridiculously busy time uh, of life for me right now, running for Congress and all the things that we're doing and the many, many plates that we've got spinning in the air right now, We are desperately trying to make sure that every day we're in the word with our kids, even if it's just for a few minutes. I want them to hear the word of God, that that commitment to being in in God's word, to study it, to ask God for direction. Just like we go in front of the mirror every day, you know, we get we go there for business. Right. And that's the second secret. We don't stop there. We don't look at the mirror and go, well, I guess that's okay. Well, I guess maybe on a Saturday, (laughs) but we want to we want to read the Bible And when we see a heart condition reflect back to us, we want to do something about it. So become a loyal student of the Bible. Three, put the truth into action. Let's look back again at verse 10. Ezra had determined to study and obey the law of the Lord. So if you want to reflect the truth, you have to do what? Practice it. You got to put the truth into action. Obedience is not an inclination but a demonstration. When Ezra set his heart to do what he had learned, surely he came up, he came to terms with issues of character, like honesty, kindness, and purity. It's never simply enough to know the truth. You've got to put the truth in action in order for it to stick. And there's one more step, four, and this is one of the most important ones, share the truth with someone else. Going back to Ezra 7.10, Ezra determined to teach those decrees and regulations to the people of Israel. You guys know this. I said this to homeschool moms dozens and dozens of times over the years. Who learns the most in a classroom, right? It's the teacher. Who do you think learns the most from a Sunday morning message? It's the pastor. You will learn more of the scriptures than you've ever imagined if you'll commit to sharing the truth that you've discovered with someone else. This is why we have included Kids Strong in the Bible study at MomStrong International. It gives you an opportunity to teach your children and to talk to your children or the, the people around you uh, about what you're learning. You can start a mom strong Bible study, become the person, you don't have to be the person that knows everything, but you're the one who's hosting it maybe in your home and you're the one who's helping lead the questions or directing the conversation or whatever it is. I promise you, you're gonna grow and be able to make a difference because of your commitment to learning something and pass it on. So today I'm gonna urge you to see your true reflection in the Bible and then make a personal commitment to become a loyal student of God's word, putting the truth into action. You know, we're very good at, um, at our, a lot of times at theology, but then the practice of that has a hard time, which makes our theology just theoretical. We got to take it out into the world and start sharing the gospel. And it's amazing how much benefit you guys will find in the truth that you begin to live. But first of all, you got to genuinely reflect it. And that goes back to what I've been saying, you know, for years and years and years, you can't pass on what you don't possess. It's so important for you, mom and dad. And those of you who are, you know, I know a lot of young people listen to this show and some of you interested in going into politics. And like I've said many, many times, if we, it's, it's going to be just continue to be a cesspool until we say, Lord, 
show me what is wrong with my heart and help me fix it. You know, give the Lord permission to do heart surgery on you. Give him permission to expose those, the hard places of your heart where you've been maybe unwilling to allow anybody else in. The Lord already sees it. And knowing that he sees it, we can come to him with confidence, knowing that he loves us, knowing that he died to save us, knowing that he wants to heal even the most broken places in our hearts, and he will redeem those things. And that is where we start. John 8, 32, Jesus said, you will know the truth and the truth will make you free. Truth is what sets us free. And I think our lack of commitment to it in the culture right now, whether it's COVID or whether it's transgenderism or whether it's talking the truth about what's happening in the political realms or whatever it is, you guys heard me say the other day, I'm sick and tired of seeing us treat our politicians like celebrities. We're supposed to be servants, not celebrities. We got to start telling the truth about what public service is supposed to be and getting back to to doing the work that God called us to do in the first place. All right, you guys, that is all I have time for today. I hope you have a great day. I've got a wonderful guest coming on the show with me later on this week. You guys are going to be super blessed. Thank you so much for supporting this podcast. I cannot wait to hear what God does. You guys can reach out to me, HeidiStJohn.com forward slash mailbox Monday, or you can leave me a voicemail at anchor.fm forward slash Heidi St. John forward slash message. And that is how to reach out to me. I hope you guys have a fantastic day and I will see you back here tomorrow at the intersection of faith and culture. For more encouragement, visit me online at momstronginternational.com.